Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong. FM 104. It's Room 104, it's Cormac and Saoirse here. You can get in touch 87 104 And 2020, you may have, we, well, we all know, it's been one of the craziest years on record and the start of this year, 2021, hasn't been much better. But when it comes to things like extraterrestrial life, alien intelligence, where are your thoughts on it? Do you think uh, we'll ever discover it? Do you think aliens are already here? You can let us know. Joining us now to talk a little bit more about our contacts with uh, potential alien life. He is a Harvard professor from the Department of Astronomy. He's got a brand new book coming out, Extraterrestrial terrestrial, the first sign of intelligent life beyond Earth. And we're delighted to welcome to the show Professor Avi Loeb. How are you, Avi? Thanks for having me. So take us back. You have a rather controversial opinion about, you know, us being exposed to extraterrestrial life. Can you take us back to, this is in relation to an event that happened, um, was it last year where it seemed as if an asteroid was coming in contact with Earth, but you're suggesting that it might be something different? Well, it was uh, October 2017. Uh, the first object that came from outside the solar system was spotted uh, near Earth. Uh, it, it was called Oumuamua, which means uh, a scout, a messenger from mm. far away because it was discovered in Hawaii and uh, the meaning of it in the Hawaiian language. Uh, And at first, of course, everyone, all the astronomers thought that uh, it must be a rock, like the asteroids or comets that we have seen before from within the solar system. This object was definitely coming from outside because it was moving too fast to be bound to the sun. But then uh, as time went on, it became clear that this object doesn't look like anything we have seen before. Its shape was uh, very extreme, uh, much longer than it is wide. It was pushed by a mysterious force because we haven't seen any comet tail that could give it a push uh, as we see in comets. And uh, moreover, um, it looked like it's uh, shiny and flat uh, based on the light that it reflected uh, from the sun. And we suggested that the extra push that it gets, uh, since we don't see a cometary tail, could be just by reflecting sunlight. The sunlight is giving it a kick. Um, and actually, I should say this year, uh, I mean, a few months ago, in September 2020, there was another object found, and that one also showed the push by sun- reflecting sunlight. But uh, then uh, the astronomers figured out that um, in 1966, there was a rocket booster that was kicked into space from uh, uh, a mission called the Surveyor 2 Lunar Lander. And uh, that is the object that was found, and it was hollow and thin. Because of that, it was also pushed by sunlight. So we could tell when an object is not a rock, when it's 
it behaves in a way that it, it must be very thin and nature cannot produce such, such things. And in the case of the object that was found just recently, we know that we produced it. It's a, you know, NASA oh, weird, yeah. launched it into space. But if, in, in the case of the other one, Oumuamua, we don't know where it came from. This is mad. So obviously the shape of this is much longer and not like a comet or a meteor that we've typically seen. So the only other thing we've spotted in space has been man-made. Yeah, I mean, um, so uh, in this case, uh, we concluded that in order for sunlight to push it, it needs to be less than a millimeter thick. And, uh, you know, there are, we are currently developing this technology of light sails where mm. we push a sail uh, by reflecting light off it. It could be sunlight or it could be a laser beam. And um, just like the sail on a boat that is being pushed by wind, uh, the wind, the air reflecting off it, you can have a push given by the light reflecting off a surface. And and we are using it for space exploration because uh, you don't need to carry the fuel uh, with the spacecraft if you use this technology. So it could well be that another civilization mastered this technology by now. That was the suggestion in a scientific paper that we uh, that I wrote, and since then I uh, worked on. Uh, many other aspects of this object and wrote papers about it. Uh, I should say, that, you know, there were people that tried to explain it in a natural way. Yeah. Um, but in all, of, in all of these cases, they had to invent something that we had never seen before. Like, for example, a dust bunny, you know, the kind of thing that you find in a household, a collection of dust particles, you know, a dust bunny that is yeah. being pushed by sunlight. That's something we've never seen before. And uh, it's not clear that it can survive the, the journey through interstellar space. Another suggestion was maybe it's a hydrogen uh, iceberg, you know, something that we've never seen before, just made of hydrogen, frozen hydrogen. Uh, and then we would not see the cometary tail because when it evaporates, hydrogen is transparent. But uh, again, this, this kind of a thing would not survive uh, going through interstellar space. Sunlight would evaporate it very quickly. So anyone that tried to explain the properties of this object uh, went to great, uh, at great length to invent ideas that, you know, something that we've never seen before. And my point is, you know, if it's something that we've never seen before, we should consider the possibility that it's artificially made. And so that's uh, all of the details uh, about the object and, why I think this way are in my book uh, about to come out uh, in a couple of weeks, um, also in, in the UK and Ireland. I mean, it would be huge if it was, but how can we prove that? Yes. Yeah, so the problem is um, we discovered we had a guest for dinner and we discovered that this guest is weird only by the time that uh, it went out uh, the front door into the dark street, you know. So uh, we couldn't really chase uh, Oumuamua once we figured out that it's uh, unusual. Uh, it was moving too fast. But if we were to discover it when it was approaching us, and that was July uh, 2017 instead of October when we actually noticed it, then uh, we, we, we could have sent uh, a camera on a, on a CubeSat that would meet it and take a photograph of it from up close. And so the, the lesson from that is uh, we should survey the sky. And there is a, actually a telescope designed to look uh, at the sky and survey it uh, in a few years uh, that is much more sensitive than the one we used in, in Hawaii and uh, should find objects like that, you know, every month or so. So we survey the sky and we 
whenever we notice something that looks that unusual, we should uh, obviously get more data, yeah. try to find out what it is, what its nature is. Sort of like walking on a beach and, uh, you know, looking at uh, seashells, but every now and then you notice a plastic bottle and uh, maybe there is a message in the bottle. So if we presume, let's say, it is from another civilization, it is from another intelligent civilization, millions and millions of miles away, and they sent this probe or the ship or whatever it is. Why do you think it didn't stop and have a look around Earth? Oh, because, uh, you know, it's moving at a speed that it takes it uh, tens of thousands of years to traverse the entire solar system. So it's not as if uh, whoever, you know, produced this knew that we exist and and just targeted us Mm. in any way. Uh, It's not clear what the purpose of this thing is. Uh, It could be just a relay station for communication. It could be, you know, a a road post. uh, But there are many such things. There is a grid of things that is used for navigation in interstellar space. Who knows what this is? Or it could be just a, a piece of material that was ripped off uh, the surface of another, you know, of a bigger spacecraft. Uh, we don't know what it is, but the point is, if it's artificially made and comes from outside the solar system, it's important, you know, it's an mm. important piece of evidence that we are not alone. And, and there is no reason for us to think that we are alone. I, I, you know, I just, I think it's arrogant for us to think that we are unique and special when we know that uh, roughly all the, uh, you know, Half of the sun-like stars have a planet of the size of the Earth roughly at the same distance from the star, and you could have liquid water on the surface and life as we know it. So uh, why should we think that we are alone? And moreover, I don't think that we are the sharpest cookie in the jar. <laughs> we are not the smartest kid on the block, you know. Definitely so, not. Um, the events I of the last few weeks anyway. A- yeah. Anyone that, yeah, I, I mean, when you open the morning newspaper, obviously you recognize that we are probably not very smart, right? You could imagine yeah. things that are much smarter than that. Uh, is there any uh, idea on which way it was headed? We were able to track to see where it was going. Is it in an orbit, or is it just kind of gone now? Oh no, no, it's uh, it's definitely unbound to this. It will move out of the solar system eventually. But we cannot really chase it for, for two reasons. One, it's moving faster than any rocket we, we launched in the past. But but the second is that um, you know as it moves away from the sun, it becomes very dim, very faint, roughly inversely with distance to the fourth power, you know, very quickly. So now it's uh, a million times uh, fainter than it was when it was next to us. Uh, Just because the amount of sunlight reflected from it drops very quickly. So it's extremely dim. And if you wanted to find it, you would need uh, to launch a spacecraft that you know, would be equipped with a big telescope that can see it because it's uh, very faint right now. And was there anything else worth looking into when you discovered this object in space? Yeah, I think, uh, well, my book, the second important message from my book has to do with us because obviously when you think about life uh, in space, it reflects on how we behave. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, I must say, I'm, I'm really puzzled by the way that the scientific community reacts to this possibility because it's a taboo subject. You're not supposed to discuss the possibility that there is an extraterrestrial intelligence out there and that some anomalies that we see in the sky may be explained by that. There is a backlash against discussing Mm -hmm. it. And I think it's a missed opportunity because we have the technology to search for intelligent life out there and we cannot put blinders uh, and we, uh, so we should be open-minded. And the public is extremely interested in this question. So how dare the scientists 
shy away from uh, addressing this question. That, that's the second issue that I bring up in my book. Brilliant. Well, Professor Avi Loeb, who is uh, the chair of Harvard's Department of Astronomy, who has written extensively about that. If you're listening, you can check it out at the end of the month, Extraterrestrial, The First Sign of Intelligent Life Beyond Earth. Sounds uh, fascinating and interesting. But Professor, thanks a million for giving up your time this evening. Thanks for hosting me.